it's that's telling me I ought to beware. There's a man with a microphone over there. I have three different sources. No, that's wrong. I have two different sources, Joe, on the Mary story, and they're both saying different things. Mary, one saying what he should be of, prosecuted. What, what aspect of the Mary Just story? Just small little facts, uh, like the, um, the special, the use of force expert. Yeah. Uh, the guy I texted you about. What the hell was his name? Zimmer. Yeah, Mike. He makes reference. Face. He makes reference to this guy. You got to stop um, that, Chris. Sorry, it's not funny. I know it's really sophomoric. All right, I'm done. Very not. He makes reference to this guy and how we need to suss out his history. But then Mary in the Star Tribune piece said she made the decision to um, prosecute without his input. Right, and and uh, I don't understand the role of the uh, grand jury. Apparently, they had no role. Right. So why are we focused on them? Correct. Also, I found a separate item from August saying that bullet casings were found in the vehicle, and I have not seen that um, brought up in either the Star Tribune piece or the American Experiment piece. The presence of the gun alone within his reach should have been a a, a, a felon. Factor. Yeah, no, a felon. Yeah, but um, I don't. I haven't seen anything about the um, about the troopers knowing that he was armed at the time. Uh, I've tried to. I, I am so fascinated by what must be her upbringing. I, I her dad was a a county attorney. Her mom was an English teacher. She r raised in Benson, Minnesota. Oh, up here. And then uh, then New Ulm. She went to McAllister. Then went to the U of M, got her law degree. Uh, she's 59 years old, so her, her corrosiveness can't be completely assigned to the failed academy. Uh, but she seems like a very bitter and vengeful woman when it comes to law enforcement. So there. We could do a whole separate show on how the media or how the newspapers and various sources handle this and what facts um, they choose to give us. Did you see what the Star Tribune did, Kenny, on your guy, Northern Tool? Uh, yeah. yeah. Rob uh, sent that to Joe and I yesterday. I, did, I didn't see it. It's a nice piece. Hey, Kenny. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Uh, August 3rd, 2023, Office of Communications, a division of the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. Um, while processing Cobb 2's car, they found two that's cartridge cool. casings, a cell phone, and a handgun. Got to believe that story. And, and I, who's the source for that, John? That would be the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. All right. Okay, I, I believe so, that. Yeah. I think yeah I could my source that. prior to that um, um, was, well, I Sketch, didn't believe sketchy. her. Sketchy? Yeah. Sketchy. But in this case, she was telling the truth. I do know we get no, well, why are we doing the show? 
Well, I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit beforehand. No, I know we, we get nowhere saying he should have obeyed. That's now enshrined but, in law that you don't have to. Which is just outrageous to me. It, it's in the law that it, if you flee or don't obey, uh, that but, that is not cause for shooting. But, no, I think we have to talk about it because compliance changes everything with all of these cases. It does, it, but... It's compliance. But, but it's all you have to do. Right, but the the the... The worm has turned, and if you talk about compliance, compliance is seen as an affectation of patriarchy and white privilege. Compliance is like the phrase, locks are only for um, honest people. Honest people. That's what compliance is. Complying, I heard that when I was a kid. My old yeah. man would say that. Yeah. Locks Complying are for is, honest people. But I do, I'm firmly convinced that in the mind of someone like Moriality, uh, expecting or demanding compliance is is in and of itself oppressive. Now I'm not. I agree with you guys, Kay. Yeah. But but somebody like her would say, "Tell that to Philando Castile." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and other cases, you could find other cases too. But that that would be their reply. And I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that would be you know their argument. Well, no, you're right, and that would be. If she, in fact, said that, she'd be right. There's no way to deny that. Yeah, you got to take these case by case. Yeah, case by yeah. case. I agree completely. Yeah. And in this that, case, you got a felon who's trying to run away. Yeah. And this Geronimo fruitcake that shot Castile should never have been a cop. Yeah. What? Moon died? Yeah. 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 Oh, 65. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. One of my ads. God, the Leighton Peck stories about Moon. Him and Moon used to go out on these extended three, four-day bike, bike trips. Rides? Yeah. Yeah. Moon was just such a character. Oh, damn it. I didn't and we should that. talk about his um, his record, uh, multiple felony convictions. Moon? Yeah. No, no, no not, not Moon. Moon. I, my I didn't know that. Um, no, we know of anyway. <laughs> Frat Precision Golf Show in Sioux Falls, Joe. What else do you have, Joe? Uh, Toyota EVs, and that's about it because I really have a lot to say about Mary Moriality. All right, Rook, I need uh, Welter and Zero Res, Kenny. Um, I'm just going to have you do scones today. Cool. You um, need uh, yeah. therapist uh, notes, don't you, Joe? That's what you want. Oh, I really would. I love <laughs> The 2024 Big Climb event, 420 at U.S. Bank. That's where we climb steps. Yeah, that's where you climb steps. We should um, <laughs> we should make a bet and see how far Kenny can get before the heart attack hits. Do you need any steps? My over under is one floor of the IDS. <laughs> yeah, one floor. He didn't make I'm, it to the skyway. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'd feel a little guilty if I bet on you and then you had a heart attack, Kenny. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's people who uh, who run up all the flights of the IDS tower. 
Uh, I'd like to smack those people. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware creeps. and Garden Stores. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1232. January 25, 2024. 58 degrees was the record high on this day. That was in 1944. Somebody tell Paul Douglas. It's 31 below on this day in 1904. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. I only mentioned Paul Douglas, who is hail fellow, well met. I know Paul. Uh, and he's not alone in the uh, local meteorologist. Just uh, they can't express their astonishment enough that we're having a, essentially a non-winter. And uh, I just wonder what well, they the think when they, look, when they look back and, and they see that this has happened routinely throughout throughout history uh, you know who's uh, really hostile about it is that sven character the guy that sun garden he likes taking his shirt off in public that guy he uh he, i mean this is a serious point of contention with him mm-hmm. it developed during the show yesterday that hennepin county attorney mary moriality is charging the uh state trooper with three counts uh in the case involving the death of ricky cobb the second following a traffic stop last summer in Minneapolis. Uh, and she's charging a trooper Londegren, uh, Ryan Londrigan, with, uh, with uh, well, where are, I have a number of articles that I've read about it, <clears throat> including from uh, David Zimmer at the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, the charging decision came after a seven-month investigation conducted by the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Lawyers from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office and a private law enforcement use of force expert hired by Moriality to review the case. The complaint charges Londegren with count one, second-degree murder without intent while committing a felony described as second-degree assault by firearm. Count two, first-degree assault and count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence creating unreasonable risk. A second-degree murder conviction calls for a presumptive prison sentence of 128 to 180 months. The complaint was issued as a summons rather than a warrant or a complaint and order of detention, meaning authorities won't go through the unnecessary actions of arresting and booking Trooper Londegren in jail prior to his initial court appearance. The Hennepin County uh, also office uh, did not request bail be applied, but did request Londegren be ordered to surrender his passport and firearms and abide by conditions set by the court. These developments, uh, Zimmer writes, suggest strongly that the Hennepin County Attorney's Office appropriately recognizes Trooper Londegren does not represent a public safety threat. A 
a recognition unfortunately not given to other officers charged for on-duty use of force incidents in recent years, including the gal in Brooklyn Center who was in jail awaiting her <clears throat> court appearance. And then we go through the story again, and I've read it a numerous times. You want to hear it again? Go. On Monday, July 31, 2023, at 1.50 a.m., a Minnesota State Trooper observed Ricky Cobb driving on I-94 north of downtown Minneapolis with his headlights out. Well, there's, there's correction number one for me. I thought it was taillights. He was driving with his headlights out. That's reasonably dangerous at night, isn't it? Yes, very. The trooper stopped Cobb near Dowling Avenue North and identified Cobb. The scene was a busy urban freeway with traffic passing by at highway speeds. The trooper had to approach and deal with Cobb while standing partially in a lane of traffic. Yes. The problem is, and I discovered this this morning, when you go to different sources, you get different things. The Star Tribune reports taillights. Yeah. So... One or the other. Yeah, let's 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 go with that. It was one or the other. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. While running standard checks on Cobb, the trooper learned that Cobb was wanted by Ramsey County on a probable cause pickup request. By the way, they're required to pick them up once they learn this. Okay. It's uh, not. It's not a matter of their discretion. They they have to pick him up. That, is that a small ray of hope? <laughs> Well, we'll find out. While running standard checks on Cobb, the trooper learned that Cobb was wanted by Ramsey County on a probable cause pickup request related to a violation of a domestic no-contact order earlier that weekend. The information required the trooper to arrest Cobb. I think that's germane to this. Okay. A probable cause pickup is used frequently during the investigative phase of a case prior to a formal arrest warrant being issued by a judge. Police have the same authority to arrest someone on a PC pickup as they do with an arrest warrant. And anyone subject to a probable cause pickup has no right to resist arrest or demand to see a warrant. When the police tell someone that they are under arrest, the law demands that those people comply with the officers. At about 2.15, the initial trooper returned to Cobb's car and began attempting to get Cobb to cooperate and step out of the car, which Cobb refused to do. By this time, two other troopers, one of whom was Trooper Longregan, had arrived to provide backup, given the felony arrest situation and the location and time of the stop. Middle of the night on a busy freeway. Right. Excuse me. The trooper asked Cobb to turn the car off and surrender the keys, which Cobb refused to do. All right. The trooper again asked Cobb to exit the car, at which time the trooper would explain more to Cobb. Cobb continued to refuse, and the trooper told Cobb, you're under arrest, at which point he's also supposed to comply okay. and did not. Given Cobb's refusal to cooperate and exit the car, Trooper Londegren opened the passenger door and the initial trooper opened the driver door to provide a clear view of the car's interior for officer safety reasons and to provide physical access to pull Cobb out if he continued to resist. Okay. You with me so By far? By the book so far. Hmm? 
As the doors were open, Cobb put the car into gear, and Trooper Londergren drew his handgun to provide cover as the initial trooper physically tried to pull Cobb out of the uh, driver door. Cobb resisted and drove forward with both troopers partially in the car. Trooper Londergren fired two shots at Cobb, who then drove off, throwing both troopers onto the roadway. Cobb drove a short distance before crashing. He subsequently died from the gunshots. A handgun was found on the floorboards immediately behind Cobb. And now we turn to Mr. John Hyde in his new newsroom for additional information from an earlier release by the Department of Public Safety. Yes, Department of Public Safety, August 3rd, 2023, said they found two cartridge casings, a cell phone, and a handgun. So casings also. All right. Thanks. Meaning bullets that had been fired. Right. Mm-hmm. The gun is not visible on any of the body cam video, and it's unclear at this time if any of the troopers became aware of the gun prior to the shots fired. But what we do know is, A, there was a gun. B, it had been used, mm-hmm. however recently. And C, uh, if you can familiarize yourself with sitting behind the wheel of a car, it's nothing to reach behind the console and grab a gun. Yep. I'm not saying Cobb did that, but he could have. Could have. The gun offers insight into why Cobb refused to cooperate. He's a felon. He's not supposed to have a gun. Well, and then as an officer, wouldn't you have that in the back of your head? Absolutely. Yeah, gun- off- it's called, uh, I'm sorry, Joe, it's called officer safety warning. And prob- uh, one was probably issued in this case. The gun offers insight into why Cobb refused to cooperate and attempted to flee as he was a felon prohibited from possessing firearms and his arrest with a gun would have led to a significant charge and a likely prison sentence. Wait. Uh, We don't know that. Although with more reality, you would not, that could not be certain. The presence of Cobb's gun also offers continued evidence of the extreme risks law enforcement officers face while doing their job. There truly is no such thing as a routine traffic stop or routine arrest, especially at 2 a.m. on a busy freeway. And then uh, we're offered, if you go to the center of the American Experiment piece, uh, you can view the video camera footage, which I have seen. And then we get, we learn that Cobb has a a significant criminal history, which can never be offered as an example of why this happened. Mm -hmm. But I think we we here should offer that up. I think you should read that uh, that paragraph, Joe. Domestic abuse, gross misdemeanor, domestic assault, felony, theft, petty misdemeanor, domestic abuse, no contact order, misdemeanor, misdemeanor. Domestic assault by strangulation, felony, theft, misdemeanor. Yeah. Also connected to the 1-9 block dipset gang over on the north side. Has that ambulance chaser arrived in town yet, Crump? (laughs) Not to my knowledge, sir. Because this is going to cost Hennepin County taxpayers some money, huh? They are holding a press conference this morning. I'll see who's there. The family is, so... 
In an appellate court document regarding one of Cobb's cases, the court noted that based on recent police contacts, it was clear that Cobb continued to make poor choices by associating with criminal individuals, drugs, and firearms. Concluding takeaways. Cobb's criminal history and his possession of a firearm made it unlikely any amount of discussion or negotiation on the part of the troopers would have led to his cooperation. Let me stop right there. Our troopers or police officers now at a point, given the vengeful nature of the Hennepin County attorney, I would say a bitter and vengeful nature. Are police and troopers now uh, supposed to get to the point of a traffic stop where the stopped person does not comply? Are they then to get back in their car and leave? So that's a great question. You know why? Because as long as this bitter, vengeful woman has control over their livelihoods, that's what I would do if I were them. They won't, though. Of course not. No, but that's, they won't. I wouldn't blame them if they did. Right. Wow. All right. I see your point. Um, Bring back Mike Freeman, huh? No. No, God. No, no. No. Well, it's kind of like the the, yeah. the one that was the last one is better than the one that's You're in right now. You're going to have to go further back than Mike. Farther? Cops? Yeah. Uh, farther is I distance. I he wouldn't be able to help himself. Further is in addition to. Cobb's criminal history and his possession of a firearm made it unlikely any amount of discussion or negotiation on the part of the troopers would have led to his cooperation. Those who question Trooper Londrigan's actions need to recognize the extremely difficult position officers are in during such arrest situations. It's a simple fact that attempting to arrest an armed prohibited felon on a freeway at 2 a.m. is not a safe or simple task. Those willing to do so on our behalf are deserving of our respect and the benefit of the doubt. That's one thing you don't get from morality in this case is absolutely no benefit of the doubt. Right. In fact, to, to double down, she has charged him with three counts. We have yet to learn from Trooper Landergren on what he perceived and what that gap in information, and if that gap in information is significant. The Cobb case is yet another example of a tragic situation born out of a criminal offender refusing to comply with lawful commands. So many of the high-profile cases of deadly force could have been avoided by compliance on the part of the offender. The sooner our society begins valuing compliance, the better off right. we'll all be. Yep. To that end, the National Police Association has been running a public awareness campaign called Comply Now, Complain Later. Okay, I want you to stop. Now I want to read to you what Mary said yesterday. Okay. And this is quoting her directly. As with all Minnesota law enforcement officers, state troopers may only use deadly force when it's necessary to protect a person from a specific identified threat of great bodily harm or death that was reasonably likely to occur, she said at the news conference. That did not exist in this case. Ricky Cobb II should be alive today. There is no mention there or no acknowledgement there 
of compliance. Ricky Cobb II would be alive today if he complied. It's that simple. And bodily threat did exist. To the officer leaning in on the driver's side. It existed. Both sides. They both got drug. Dragged? Drug. It it existed. It would be interesting to see what she thought. How should this have played out? Just Yeah. Just drop off the car, let him drive away. What? What? Well, what I'd be exactly? glad to ask her if she'd ever come on here. Well, look at how long that explanation was that you just read, Kenny. And this is a split decision, um, right? Exactly. At the time. Am I going to die? Is he going? What's going to happen? Split here? seconds. Split seconds. You don't have time to assess. Not when at he's all. Hitting the gas. There's no discussing it. It had been the long-standing practice that in police deadly force incidents, the county attorney would present the case to a citizen grand jury who would decide whether the officer was justified in their use of force. That changed in the late 2010s when Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman decided to make charging decisions himself. Reports indicate Moriarty used an investigative grand jury to to obtain sworn testimony for witnesses, but declined to use the grand jury to make the charging decision in this case. Given the political nature of these incidents, it makes more sense to keep the charging decision within the citizen grand jury and away from an elected official, which she did not do. She took it from them and said, I got this. Right. And she also had a use of force expert I have it right hired. Here. But it's important to note before you read that, she did not use him or her to make her decision. Go ahead. The hiring of a use of force expert to review the case and provide expert testimony will be a very important aspect to evaluate in this case. We are not aware who... This expert is at this point, but this expert's historical body of work will be telling in evaluating whether the Hennepin County Attorney's Office is acting impartially in this case or whether they hired an expert who has made a career out of impugning law enforcement officers. There is a fact that should not get lost in this story. Not a single officer in the history of Minnesota has been charged with a crime related to their use of deadly force until 2016. Mm-hmm. Since that time, a total of eight officers have been charged with various degrees of manslaughter and murder related to on-duty use of deadly force incidents. Given the professionalization of the law enforcement in recent decades, the increased standards in training to become an officer, and the diversification of the profession, the recent trend of officers being charged does not seem logical. Are we to believe more professionals, well-trained, and diverse officers are violating the law with more frequency? Or is there a decided slant in the lens with which prosecutors are now operating? The prosecution of Trooper Londrigan will send a chill across Minnesota law enforcement. This chill will manifest in officers, deputies, troopers, and agents less willing to be proactive and a decrease in officer morale. Given the already difficult environment that exists in police recruitment and retention, Minnesota can expect even less police presence and more emboldened criminals, all leading to more lawlessness and disorder and to a state that will be decidedly less safe. So 
Do you think Londergren's attorney, Chris Medell, has a shot here? He made some interesting comments yesterday uh, via video. Do you think? Yes, I do. And I'll, I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, first, I must tell you about my friends at Precision Garage Door of the, the Twin Cities. The best in the business. Well, they are. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Don't charge extra for weekends. I find that appealing. Nice. Because I've hired other garage door companies on weekends. I got fleeced. They don't do <laughs> that. And they take care of everything, including if you need a new door, rollers, springs, doors, openers, you name it. They handle it. They keep you informed. They tell you when you're on when they're on their way. They get it done in one visit most often because they have the equipment with them. They don't have to run back to the shop and say, oh, I have the wrong side spring here. They have that stuff. They got well-equipped trucks. Call them. Put Full their stuff. number Put their number in your uh, contacts on your cell phone because it's winter and we're not done with winter and garage doors can go on what we call the fritz. I don't the know fritz. what that means. I have heard that phrase for a They while. can go on the fritz. Call Precision Door MN at 612-263-6985 or uh, get a hold of them online at precisiondoormn.com. Putting on the Ritz. I've heard of that. When you no. See, there you're doing it again. Oh, see, he's back. Damn it. The bad Chris is back. I love that song, though. Bad no, Chris. but I know. But you, this, this the ridiculous. But we're on break. Uh, but we're on break. It, I don't care. It gets stuck in your head, and then you do it live. <laughs> but I, Have you break. seen the will to do? I said I wouldn't do it on the show. Of course, see? we are in the council, so I should have should have thought of that. Yeah. I, I Look can't here. hear that without thinking of young Frankenstein, though. Sorry. Me either. <laughs> yeah, they were putting on the red. Yeah. <laughs> See? Got you to laugh. No, I know. Got you it. to laugh. You sound like you're talking to a three-year-old. What the hell? <laughs> I was laughing at something else. <laughs> I do have the lawyers, too, if you have any interest in that. The lawyers? For, for uh, uh, the family, the Cobb family. Is it Crump? It's not Crump, uh, but it is. there's a couple nationally known ones. All right. Stunned. I'm stunned. My precious, innocent Ricky was taken from me. No, he's a criminal lady. I wonder what the domestic was. We don't know if there the could domestic be, was. There could, you know what? There could be no good one. Well, no, I thought we knew that. What, I punched her in the face. Yeah, he beat up the girlfriend, oh, right? Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we knew See, that. here's another example. Why was the guy out in the first place? Well, because Mary wouldn't have prosecuted. Well, he has a long list of criminal uh, charges and and convictions. Why was he even out? Joe, we can't worry about that. We got to worry about getting that evil cop off the off the streets. Rook, what do you want? You I'll want, take uh, either zero res or um, Welter here. I'll please. do zero res for you. All right. It won't happen, and I don't. It would obviously not be good. But God, I wish all law enforcement would just take a weekend off. All right, Mary. Mm, please don't do that, law enforcement. No, don't do that. But wouldn't that send a message? Mm. Let let's let's not advocate. Let's that. not even say that. Okay. All right, sorry. Apparently, I'm saying things on the break. I shouldn't. Sorry about that. Damn it, Chris. 
Get your S together, Reavers. I'm trying. Let's go here. I'm rolling. Oh, wait. Sorry. I was playing, huh? a, I was playing a video. I see. There's a guy that was really mad about a steam train. All right. Yep. <laughs> steam trains really get me upset, too. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I invite you to check out a website that uh, will improve your life to an extent. Not greatly, but if you go to zeroresminnesota.com, you're going to find so much information about ZeroRes, the company that comes, cleans your carpets, cleans your air ducts, cleans your furniture. They do it all. And they do it all with the ZeroRes Gotta Love It guarantee. That means they back it all up. If you want to check out ZeroRes, do that. Call them. I can tell you right now that with their 17,000 reviews, their 4.9 rating on Google, it's second to none. I've used ZeroRes. They've been in my home. They're very trustworthy. And they've got the professional equipment to get in and get out quick and do a quality, quality job. Again, they back it with the ZeroRes Gotta Love It guarantee. And right now, you want the Rook Special? They're this month, starting at just $119, you can get three rooms zero resified. You got to ask for the Rookie Special, though. And also your air ducts. Take $75 off this month when you get your air ducts zero res clean. The number, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, 952-Zero-Res. And as I said before, go to ZeroResMinnesota.com, but you have to tell them you want the Rookie Special, the Rookie Garage Logic Special. Here's how you remember them. It's the same forwards and backwards when you spell it out, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Call them and get on their appointment book today. Heavy time as we attempt to keep our country together. Do you recall the now mercifully defeated mayor of, of Duluth, Emily Larson? Sure. <clears throat> went through a, a stage a year or two ago when she was advocating the uh, taking the word chief out yeah. of any any yeah. Uh, yeah. any yeah. use in, in Duluth uh, politics, apparently having it in her mind that that was somehow offensive to maybe Native Americans, even though the word chief has been in the lexicon for yeah, right, and she didn't years. bother asking any yeah. any natives. That's a very benign example of what's happening. That's a that's a benign example of what's happening. What's if I had to go to right to the top and figure out the reason that Mary Morealities exist, and she's not alone, you're going to find similar behavior from county and district attorneys, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. I think what really drives them is a distaste for authority, that authority in and of itself is an affectation of patriarchy, that it's an affectation of whiteness, that it's an aff affectation of the founding of the country. And they resist that. They resist the idea that any rules or laws should be, should be handed down from, from old white people. And I, I could be wrong. Unfortunately, I don't think I am. I, I think what's at work here is the idea that uh, if you're a if you're a person of color, there is not a a reason in the world why you should have to obey something that stems from colonization, imperialism, uh, the creation of law and order, rules, achievement, entrepreneurship. Those were all white affectations, as far as we're concerned. And we're here to upend that. We don't mm. believe in it. Okay. And along with that comes a disregard for life, 
Along with that becomes a number of other unbearable consequences, but their end justifies their means. And what the, the end I believe they have in mind is the complete elimination of authority. Now that leaves you with chaos. Uh, apparently they think they can survive that chaos. I'm, I'm not sure how they can, but that's, that's where I think we got to cut right to the chase. What's at work here is the idea that a 27 year old white state trooper is at fault for the death of Ricky Cobb. It doesn't make any difference that Ricky Cobb's a criminal. It doesn't make any difference that he had a warrant out on a domestic felony assault in St. Paul. It doesn't make any difference that he didn't comply. It doesn't make any difference he had a gun in his car. It doesn't make any difference that there were expended shells in the backseat of the car. None of it doesn't make any difference. He was driving with one officer caught in the driver's side and another officer dragged along on the passenger side. None of that makes any difference. He was oppressed by the presence of these people. They were oppressors. He was oppressed. That's where I think the country has gone off the rails. Uh, Mary's 59. She's too old to uh, suggest that her corrosiveness stems from the failed academy, even though she did go to McAllister, which has been screwed up since day one. <laughs> So I, I don't know where her corrosiveness and her bitterness and her vengefulness comes from, except if, if you gathered the likes of her around the table, she would be taking as big a gulp as that Kool-Aid as anybody in there. And that is uh, white people are oppressors. Everyone else is oppressed. And so here, it, and now we're seeing it extended to a traffic stop. I think rational, reasonable people around the country would look at this traffic stop and what happened and not even dream of charging Londegren with a crime. Yeah. Not even dream of it. Don't you think it's a way far too far extension of what started in the 60s? I don't want to turn this into a history slash philosophy class, but white, black, Native American, everybody right. immediately recognized any authority as being wrong. Absolutely. And, and then it just, you know, it grew to a point there, but it should have stopped and, and people should have realized when people took over who should know better, but don't obviously look at Mary Moriarty that, you know, we've reached a point where yes. Okay. We understand now what was going on. It, it's at a point now where things should be evened out and they're not, they're going. And most of us do, John. Most of us have. Well, I, I agree. Points. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yes, Kenny. Exactly what John said, but adding on that I think in Mary's case, and this is just personal feelings, that she's overcompensating for, we've all heard the term DWB, driving while black, or bad cops that have done uh, bad things to black people. And it seems to me like this is an overcompensation and trying to get right the ship as far as she thinks right should be. I accept that. I accept sense. that. She's trying to clean up what she thinks has been a historical mess. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, as I mentioned yesterday, Minneapolis can't hire police right now. They're struggling. This is going to happen now to what? The State Patrol, Hennepin County. This is... All of these uh, and, agencies are going to be down and depleted. And she didn't keep the secret when she was running for office. The voters, no. if they did any research at all, knew all about this. She made it perfectly clear that this is what her plan was. Okay, then I think she owes those same voters 
a very thorough explanation of what Londrigan was supposed to have done. She owes that, that to us. That would be that would be interesting. Yes, I would love. It. Uh-huh. Mary, I wish you'd come on, but I've I've poisoned our well, haven't I? I, I think you're a foul, foul human being. So you're you it's won't, not going to help. You won't join us. <laughs> but I would love to know what would you have him do. Well, she didn't. Without saying it, she said it in her statement yesterday. She would have had those guys let him go when he yep. pulled away. They they should have let him go. That should have let been him run. Yep. And she didn't actually she didn't actually actually say that, but that's what she. That's why I asked earlier: Have the coppers and the troopers reached the point where at one fifty a.m. on ninety four next August on a hot steamy night, a car goes whizzing by them without lights on? Uh, they're either are, are they either not supposed to stop it, or if they do. No matter what they discover when they finally discover what they're going to discover, oh, this is a guy who has a felony warrant out for him in Ramsey County. We're supposed to arrest him. Are they going to say, hey, your lights are out. Please get to a, a, a facility and have those repaired. Have a good day. See you later. And then get back in their car. Is that where we're, we are? We're done if that's where we, if that's where we are. But yeah. that law, that um, recommendation still stands, though. If you got a felony guy, you got to get him. You got to arrest him. Well, maybe that's going to change, man. Maybe that. Maybe that's even going to change. If we change that, in her mind, it made no difference that the cops were required to arrest him. Well, what's going to happen <laughs> now is every convicted felon or criminal is going to try that same thing. Is going to try to get away. Knowing oh, full yeah. well they're either going to die and become a hero, or they're going to get away. That's two things. And not only were they required to arrest him, they called over to Ramsey and said, do you want this guy? Yep. And a sergeant in charge said, yep, bring yep. him in. Yep. So they they confirmed what, you know, they were trying to back themselves up. You mentioned the voters, though, Joe, and I, I know this is always dangerous to go down this road, but just viewing both comments, social media and or online newspaper clippings, there's a lot of people that are okay with this, and that's just as frightening. They see this as some type of pro- progressive change, and that's why we're in this mess to begin with. No, I, I understand, uh, but let's play a little game here. Let's us come up with what Londegren was supposed to do. Was he supposed mm-hmm. to shoot the tires out of the car? Can't really do that, can you? No. Was he supposed to... Uh, how would he have delayed Cobb leaving long enough for them to have established some barrier in front of him? Yeah, see, there what needs are they to, supposed to do? It would be my fantasy and dream that anytime there's an officer safety issue involved or there's a situation like this, that the um, the trooper that pulled him over would wait in his vehicle till another trooper arrived and boxed him in. Maybe that's it. And I, like I said yesterday, I saw, I witnessed that happen yesterday morning with somebody that fled a uh, crash. It was a hit and run crash, and that's exactly what they did. And I'd like to see that in place for any time their safety is being called into question. Anything beyond a crash or a simple traffic stop for speed or whatever. Londrigan did call for backup. Another trooper did arrive, but he must yep. have parked they behind Londrigan. Okay, yep. but here's yep. here's the I, and Kenny fully behind that. But what it's going to do is it's going to escalate the situation. If some guy feels he's boxed in and he's got a 
pistol by his side. You think he's going to shoot his way out? No, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, yeah. but his his blood's going to start. Or his um, adrenaline's going to start. Moving. Well, Cobb's adrenaline already was going through the roof. But can't that's a that rules out the you're dragging a cop somewhere. Is yeah, I I, I like the box them in. Uh, that that makes more sense than shooting a tire. You can still drive on a flat tire. You can drive on a rim. What I've noticed, and this uh, I notice almost every day, how calm troopers are in the face of danger. It shocks me all yeah. the time. Yeah listening to the scanner to hear these guys reporting something that I think is outrageous in such a calm, laid back manner. You know, I'm, so <laughs> adrenaline, they've been trained to fight and deal with the adrenaline. I'm going to say something very uh, sophomoric. That's my job. It's really, I know it is. But <laughs> I have a couple of cars uh, that are really capable of going fast. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to start speeding now because I'm the least of their problems. <laughs> No, but you're the one that's going to get the ticket. I'm going to start speeding. Angry old white guy. You're going to jail. I'm going to drive to Duluth, and I'm going to hit a buck 40. I'm sorry. Mary's putting your ass in prison. You're my kid. He's at the age where uh, house parties are frequent. Yeah. And uh, dear old dad asked him about uh, a year ago. He said, so the cops ever show up to these parties like they did when I was your age? He goes, are you kidding? They're too busy, and they don't care. There's not enough of them. Wow. I'm going a buck forty, and when I'm stopped, I'm going to say, "Man, that was fun. Give me my ticket." <laughs> no, they're probably going to take your car. I, I think. Suppose, I, I think suppose. over a hundred. Being somewhat facetious. Somewhat. Yeah. somewhat. No, 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 Joe. What you do is when you get stopped, you'll say, "Well, this isn't the ice cream store." Right. Why are you only going one forty, <laughs> by the way? Or what's the old joke? Oh man, I thought you were the cop that took my wife. Or what? What's no, the... no, no. I thought you were bringing her back. Oh, I thought you were back. bringing her back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is uh, funny. No. The, this 27-year-old uh, trooper's life is in the balance. Uh, while we're talking about uh, this story still, I did. you asked about the lawyers, if it was Crump yes, or who was representing the uh, Cobb the fam- family? The family's represented by Harry Daniels, who is from Georgia. Uh, Harry does have a national, uh, whatever you would call it, in civil rights cases and law enforcement use of force cases. Uh, also represented by Bakari Sellers. You guys probably have heard of Bakari uh, he was a CNN correspondent for a while. Same thing. I've heard He's of Bakar, who I, his music I like. <laughs> and by F. Clayton Tyler. What was you like? Who was from Minneapolis. We don't so. have enough ambulance chasers here. We got to bring them in from. Right. Yeah. Well, both Sellers and Daniels are nationally known. I'm lawyers. surprised Crump didn't get this gig. Uh, well, I know Daniels busy? has worked with Crump from what I saw online on certain cases. So. Oh, so he's delegating now. The family has a number of last names. The the mom of Ricky uh, has a last name that isn't Cobb. Well, that doesn't matter. No, it's neither here nor there. I'm just, I'm just saying it. Uh, And he's got a brother uh, with a funny long name too. Um, I want, I want to know your opinion here, Joe, on the statement that Londegren's attorney Chris Medell said yesterday, quoting. This county attorney has provided sweetheart deals to murderers and kidnappers, and now today she charges a hero, he said in a video statement. This county attorney is literally out of control. Open season on law enforcement must end and is going to end with this case. Does that provide you with any sort of hope or opinion? Well, I I believe everything he said, except uh, it's interesting to note that this is her first prosecution of a law enforcement officer. 
there hasn't she doesn't have six or seven of these since she took office. This is the first one. What she does have since she took office are sweetheart deals with murderers and rapists. Well, the police officer in Brooklyn Park wasn't that, that was, Hennepin County? No, yeah, but that was long before she was elected. That was Mike Freeman. Oh, oh, okay, really? Yeah. All right. She was elected in twenty twenty two. She's new to this. This is a year yeah, into the game. Yeah, and that was 21. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why are we forgetting that dear woman's name? The uh, I don't know. But she's out name. now and she wants privacy. So what an example be. was made of her. There wasn't a doubt in my mind that she was contrite and heartbroken. And oh, she, you're talking about Kim Potter. Kim Potter, Potter. And that she made a mistake. And boy, it didn't take Mary to make a step all over. Have Freeman did that. It kept her in jail. Yeah. And remember the, the crisp, wasn't there a Christmas angle? The family said, can you at least wait for Christmas or something like yeah, that? And they said, no. And they said, no. No. So yes, since 2016, there's been an effort to prosecute law enforcement officers. And as uh, Zimmer noted in his piece, uh, that, that doesn't seem logical given that the pressure is on cities to certainly vet and train these people far more strenuously than they used to. There's no denying this 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 country had a checkered past mm -hmm. with black people in law enforcement. Maybe Kenny hit it, or, or maybe John hit it. Uh, maybe she's she's just hell-bent on, on uh, cleaning up what she thinks are all the sins committed. Well, that has to be the, the reason. Country. That has to be the reason. Well, that, and that, but that has made her vengeful and bitter. That has made her... Uh, out of control as Londrigan's attorney. So, so I'm, sorry, I'm blaming the voters of Hennepin County. You, you know, you got what you paid for. Yep. If this is what you want. If you want crime run amok, this is, you know, there you go. But Have I can't fun. believe there's, there's no evidence of buyer's remorse. None. Well, the same holds true with, uh, yeah. We could go down that road uh, maybe with everybody they vote for. You know, it's this kind of story that makes Sioux Falls look better. No doubt. And, the, and the Sioux Falls people are uh, urging the business people of St. Paul to take a look at Sioux Falls. Uh, lower taxes, safer city, quieter and shorter commutes. They have a productive growing workforce. There's no personal or corporate state income tax. Low workers' comp rates, a lot less red tape, affordable buildings, sites ready and waiting for your expansion. It's right down there. Go. It's right where I'm pointing. Mm -hmm. No, let me see. Right down, right there. down there. I'm see, pointing there. I'm pointing guys. a little south. I'm pointing south and west. It's Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And maybe 2024 is your time to look at this. Maybe it's time to consider, do I really want to bet my future on who's governing this state? Because it doesn't look good right now. And uh, this is something you might want to continue to explore. And you can find out all the details at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. That's SiouxFallsDevelopment, one word, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Did you see the uh, gender care ban in Ohio? No. For minors? No. Uh, the lawmakers in Ohio 
overrode the governor's veto of a bill that would ban transgender minors from receiving puberty blockers, hormone therapy, or gender transition surgery. Basically, they're saying not in Ohio. Uh, they're, they're banning the... Yeah, yeah so so it's, yeah. it's a win for kids. Yeah, the, the governor had vetoed it, and then the legislature overrode the veto, so the ban you is realize still... In in this country, you realize in this country... Uh, college students get away with saying, I really didn't understand the loan situation. I, I really didn't get that. But we're allowing five-year-olds to decide if they want to be a different gender. Right, they right. they apparently understand great, that. Uh, that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't put that together. Did you, is that, did you write that? No, I have a list of these. I'm going to spring them on us once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just pull them out now and then. Yeah. John? Yes, Chris. Your newscast sponsored by North American Banking Company. Okay. Uh, when you get to your midway point, please throw it to Rook. We're not going to do an ad into John. Okay. Have uh, Have you seen the Nate Bargatze uh, piece, One Fell Swoop? No. You've, you've well, maybe Google. I have. I don't know. You've, you've got to Google that one. A great fight he got into uh, with his wife over yeah. the phrase One Fell Swoop. Well, maybe I did. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, why did that just... I need a moment. My window players... One moment. You need a moment existentially? This or? magic moment. All right, now I'm ready. I was playing golf with a guy one time, and I said, are you lost? Meaning the ball. And he said, yeah. he said, give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> give me a moment. Yeah, I'm ready. Who's got some? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Let's, Let's go. go. to Johnny. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Haven't heard this one before. Is this new? <clears throat> you realize you live in a country where college-age people are finding sympathy from the government when they say, you know, I... I really didn't understand the concepts of my college loan. I, re I really don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, but the same country, five-year-olds apparently perfectly understand that they, they can change genders. But <laughs> now. Yeah. It's a hell of a country. I can't hear you that well. What thank was you. that? Yeah. <laughs> You're on height. Well, thank you, Joe. This update is brought to you by North American uh, Banking Company. A uh, sad note to all of us here at Hubbard Broadcasting and just the Twin Cities in general. A longtime beloved Twin Cities radio personality has died after a long battle with MS. KS95 announcing today that Larry Moon Thompson, who spent 17 years on the station's Moon and Stacy show, died overnight from health complications related to MS. MS. He left the show in October 2019. He was focusing more on his health. Diagnosed with MS in 2005, was inducted into the Minnesota Broadcasters Hall of Fame in September 2021. And I'm sure all of us in this room uh, had some fun interactions with the owner. He made a, he made a oh, good stretch God, of yeah. time after he, he left. Yeah. 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 The best was, were we, we were all at his uh, retirement party, were we not? Yeah, that bar, that uh, yeah, bar or whatever yeah, it was. Bar. Uh, Joe and I were, I think Kenny, you were standing next to us too. He goes, 
Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, bar's over there. <laughs> Not, how you doing? Congrats yeah. on the retirement. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sue, Reeves, Kenny, the bar's over there. <laughs> During a GL in the old days, uh, I would slide over to KS95 and sit down in the program director's office late and pack, and we'd tell lies and stories and whatnot. And it was the same time that uh, Moon was on. And Moon would come in, into the uh, office, and he would have us rolling and joe you would love him because when they went on motorcycle trips yeah. and somebody pulled over or broke down or something happened moon would keep on going <laughs> <laughs> and they'd end up spending the whole afternoon looking for moon because uh like Leighton said he doesn't turn his head from left to right he only looks straight ahead <laughs> that happened to me but i'm the one that got left behind the guy yeah. i was going with kept going i'll tell you who yeah. O'Brien. Joel Bryan kept going. Oh, I got stuck at a, a, at a casino. Oh, um, is that the one yeah. where you were invited to the party? Yeah, I didn't want to go to that party. <laughs> oh, uh, I've been to that turtle. Uh, what it's is right the name there, of Turtle Lake? Hole, there. hole and um, yeah. I figured I'd go inside watch a ball game. It was a Saturday afternoon. It's right on Highway 70. Yeah, you couldn't see three feet ahead of you through, for the cigarette smoke. So yeah. I waited outside, and some of the locals kept driving by. And, well, Finally wondered Joe. if I wanted to go to a party. Why did you take him up on it? You had time to kill. Back in the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah the I started hearing banjo music. Yeah. The casino was the size of a hen house. What well, about the size I mean, of a gas station? Yeah, it was tiny. Here, drink this first before we go to the party. Oh, that's what I was hearing, John. <laughs> Let me the hell out of here. Oh. Yeah. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. I uh, back to Moon just for well, a second. You, are, uh, my, you already started the news. My, my best conversations with Moon. It never failed. We're in the bathroom. I'd be in the bathroom and Moon would come in, <laughs> and he'd start talking, and I'd be in there ten minutes by the time he was. Yeah, there. it was yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, what were you and Moon doing in the bathroom? Going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in other news, President that much Biden. The same way on Saturday morning sports like with yeah. you two in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just hilarious. <laughs> you just started laughing. I don't recall what you're talking about. Uh, I don't want to. Yes. Yes. But with Moon, you just at this point, you're, I just I feel so lucky that I got to know him because yeah, he was, he was yeah. such a nut. It was yep. so cool. Yeah, he was. It was in that one seater right by the studio. Yeah, <laughs> I think you had it. You had it in a situation, <laughs> and I went in there, and he must have known it was me. You just started laughing. <laughs> and we both just started laughing without saying a word. It was just. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Why are there two people in there? Are you saying he was dealing with the sins of last night, maybe? Okay, yeah. You're doing a show in there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, take the brakes over. Should I call hey, you uh, a doctor? He's <laughs> playing the hang on. Yeah, Riff, play it again. Play it again. Play it over. Play it again. <laughs> President Biden is visiting the Twin Ports area today. He's expected to highlight federal funds. What's wrong with me, though? Seeing, seeing feet in there would make me go <laughs> elsewhere. I must have just had to go. <laughs> no, you knew it was Joe. Oh, my God. How you doing? Because it was a Saturday. That door should have had a lock on it. Yeah. I yeah. still don't get that. 
President Biden visiting the Twin Ports area today, expected to highlight federal funds that will help with replacing the Blatnick Bridge, which connects the cities of Duluth, Minnesota, and Superior, Wisconsin. Uh, he'll be arriving, uh, actually he's already there, for about an hour at the Duluth International Airport. He has remarks to give at 1 o'clock, and then at 3.40, he's expected to fly out of Duluth. He's scheduled to speak at the Earthrider Brewery in Superior, the bridge will cost $1.8 billion to replace. While both states have committed $400 million to the project, the remaining $1 billion will come from the federal government. Well, as we know, the Duluth Airport can handle a 747. Yeah. Does he know he's in Duluth? No. no I didn't think so. <laughs> he's smelling ocean water. An <laughs> audit during the week of November 13th of the United States Postal Service, St. Paul Processing and Distribution Center, and three metro delivery units found problems in a few areas, according to the USPS Inspector General. The three delivery units, all serviced by the St. Paul P&DC, included the Apple Valley Branch, the Egan Branch, the New Brighton Carrier Annex, Minnesota lawmakers, including Representative Angie Craig and Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith, had been pushing for answers from the Postmaster General, asking for an audit of USPS service in the area, especially the South Metro, after hearing from many constituents citing delayed and missing mail. The audit identified issues with delayed mail, package scanning, arrow keys, carrier complement, and timekeeping, and property conditions at all three branches. The audit found that over 53,000 pieces of delayed mail were at the Egan branch and almost 29,000 at the Apple Valley branch. The Inspector General's office issued individual reports for each of the new units, Egan, Apple Valley, and New Brighton Carrier Annex, as well as St. Paul. It will also issue another report summarizing the results with recommendations to address all of the issues that they encountered. Can I tell you something? Sure. Uh, nobody uses the post office more than I do. Nobody right. loves it more than I do. I think it's a sign. Advocate. I think it's a sign of a functioning country. And this is a horrible, horrible sign. I'm being very serious that that your mail's not showing up. And I have a feeling my mail is not showing up. I get some stuff every day, but it's usually advertising flyers or something. And I usually get a lot of mail. I subscribe to about 20 magazines. I'm in all these car clubs and this and that and the other thing, and I'm not getting anything. And I, uh, I, I have, I, I'm worried. I was, I was actually going to say the opposite. When yeah. I order a part, um, I'm always pleased and overjoyed when the person sending the part uses the U.S. mail because if it's coming FedEx, it's going to take a month and a half to get here. A UPS a little bit better. I really like speedy delivery, the local. But um, the U.S. Post Office has been really good to me as far as delivering parts. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not getting uh, the mail I'm thinking I'm accustomed to. What is I'm, the uh, name? What's the name of your speedy delivery deliverer? Driver? Yeah. No idea. Mr. McFeely? <laughs> no, maybe not. Um, here's the deal. When they do their audits, when they do their audits and they walk around on their route, what do they expect? The guy's not going to say, I'm only going to deliver half the mail. You know, that's what's the purpose of it? He's going to deliver all the mail that day. Uh, you know what? I would hope so, of course. Maybe they're like me, and you'd look at the mail, and you'd look how heavy your bag is, and you go, this guy doesn't need this. This is garbage. This is junk mail. Yeah. You need somebody that delivers the mail that will sort out the crap you Newman. don't need. You need yeah. a Newman. Remember you need somebody buddy, like Newman. Remember my buddy Pete, the mailman? Yes. I would always run into yeah. him on Crocus Hill. Occasionally, there's a little scribbling on some mail that I get high from Pete, the mailman. But I don't think he's got my neighborhood. 
I don't know how that message is getting to me. Probably some light stalking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm with Kenny on this. Uh, I use the uh, mail a lot because as you guys know, I've been getting rid of my CD collection mm-hmm. and I'm selling them and I have had zero problems in two years. I've been doing it for two yeah. years. Uh, they get out, I send them out. They get to the person within three, four, five days, media mail, bing, bang, boom. I'm not being contacted by anybody that says you owe us money. Why aren't you paying your bill? Uh, that hasn't happened. Hmm. I just feel like I'm getting a, too light of a load of mail. Are you still playing office? Regularly? I play office constantly. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm going to the post office as soon as the show is done. I've got a bunch of stuff. I'm still using off. Christmas stamps. Yeah, I got a bunch too. Even though we've passed the epiphany, yeah. I figure I can use Christmas stamps during the winter. Yeah, I don't think the yeah, Lord would. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's not going to get rejected. I don't think yeah. it'll excommunicate. Kind of like free advertising for Jesus. Right. You can, it is. You can it use is. them in July if you'd like, Joe. Absolutely. Does, does the Catholic Church get a cut of that? Or? Uh, <laughs> boy, they got every angle figured. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Hey, what kind fa- of stamps are you using? Give hey. us a call. Yeah. I got my right in my drawer here. You guys want to see them? No, let's go. Oh, okay. Here. A follow-up to a story we had last week. A man has been formally charged after accidentally shooting himself at a St. Paul school last week. He is 30-year-old uh, Lamont Gray of St. Paul, charged with one count of reckless use of a dangerous weapon and one count of possessing a dangerous weapon on school property. Uh, we told you about this last week. Police called the Como Park Elementary School on a report that a man accidentally shot himself inside the school's gym. When officers got there, they found Gray outside the building. He told law enforcement he was at the school for his daughter's open house and parents' night when the pistol he had in his waistband fired after he tightened the waist while playing basketball with his daughter. Nothing says parents' night open yeah. house like a nice revolver while shooting I some hoops. With your daughter. Right. Gray said, the bullet, Gray said the bullet hit him in the leg and he left the building. A 9mm Luger pistol was found on the defendant who also had a hole in his pants and a wound. Uh, witnesses at the school confirmed Gray's version of events. They had there was about 40 to 50 people in the gym at the time. No one was injured in the incident besides him. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office confirmed Gray indeed did have a permit to carry. Records show that Gray is due in court on a first appearance on February 27th. Why don't we take a short break here and uh, see what the Rook has to tell us. Well, I want to keep your uh, home nice and warm right now. I know it's 38 degrees and you're not concerned about it being bitterly cold, but your furnace still needs to be working properly. And if it's not, you need to get in touch with welterheating.com. The Welter family has 120 years of experience in the Twin Cities, and that's four generations. And they're proud of their heritage. They're proud of the fact that they have changed over the 120 years with uh, all of the heating equipment. Imagine that technology. It really has gone from A to Z, and you never know what's next, which is why they have certified techs come out and work at your home. 612-825-6867. That's the number that will be answered by a human being during business hours. You can go online to welterheating.com and request an appointment. But their website, it's a wealth of information. The blog, it gives you answers to questions that you may have for free. So they're already saving you money. The Welter family is a very common sense garage logic family. Rick and the crew over there do a great job. And they love the fact that GLers are calling them left and right and telling them that the Rook sent you. 612-825-6867. Go with the experience 
Go with someone that's trustworthy and go with someone that's not fly by the night. They don't have a great jingle. They don't even have a jingle. Uh, if I could, well, I don't have. They don't even have a right good now. spokesperson. They don't even have a good spokesperson. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, heat up your shelter with Ray and Welter. John, was it a was the brand Luger, or was it just chambered for a nine millimeter? It said Luger, yeah, on the in the story. I don't know. Huh. I'm no expert, so <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, that's a German company. Yeah. Well, that's isn't yeah. that what the Nazis used to carry? <laughs> yeah, systems. and I'm just wondering if it was a real, actual German Luger nine millimeter, or if it was just somebody erroneously uh, referring to it as a. That was a Luger. Channel Five story, I think, if I remember right. All right. If I recall. <clears throat> if I recall. Dee, 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 dee. Well, I'm waiting. Well, I'm sending a text we... while we're not doing the show so that you don't yell at me while we're on the show. Well, are we waiting? What? Uh, okay. <laughs> I canceled that sleep study appointment. I'm not going in. Took me three hours last night to get to sleep. Oh, God. Wouldn't that mean that you probably should get the study? I thought it was, the study was about staying asleep. Well, have you always had Let's... trouble falling asleep? Yeah, about, you know, five days out of seven. Yeah. How much coffee do you drink during the day? Maybe that's it. I stop when the show is over. So by one thirty, two o'clock, I'm done. Oh, then you should be all right. Well, that's what people say. I'd stop at 10 a.m. But you've, you've always had the weird sleep schedule, though, right? I mean, with traffic yeah. and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh okay. Well, uh, let's go. Something uh, somebody Reavers, Reavers has going something. in. Okay. Yes. Okay then. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Put this number in your telephone closet. 612-895-2440. That's the number to get on the schedule to have my friends at Hofferman Water and Connecticut come out and help identify what your problems might be with that nasty, awful water that's roaming through your house. 612-895-2440. Have them come out for that free water analysis and then see what you may be in the market for, whether it's a new water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or maybe you just want a brand new drinking water system. Well, my friends at Hofferman and Connecticut are going to be able to take care of you and your family. They've been taking care of me for a number of years now, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Hoffermanwater.com is that website, by the way, if you want to see every single system that they have available to you. But please do me a favor. When you make the call, you get on the schedule, let them know that you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast. That's because Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years, Johnny. Thanks, Chris. National and international news. The economy grew at a much more rapid pace than expected while inflation eased the final three months of 2023. New numbers from the Commerce Department saying today gross domestic product, a measure of all the goods and services produced, increased at a 3.3% annualized rate in the fourth quarter. That compared with the Wall Street consensus estimate for a gain of only 2% the final three months. In addition to the better-than-expected GDP move, there was also some progress on inflation – 
core prices for personal consumption expenditures, which the Federal Reserve prefers as a longer-term inflation measure, rose 2% for the period. The headline uh, rate was 1.7%. And we're going to see that being used. Like, look at the look at the change we're making. Well, no, you're the ones that put it in the crapper to begin with. Donald Trump. Political season. Sorry. Donald Trump is privately speaking of politics, is privately telling Senate Republicans to kill that bipartisan deal to secure the U.S. border okay. because he doesn't want President Biden to chalk up a border win ahead of the 2024 presidential election. So <sighs> Tom Tillis demurred when asked if he thinks it's constructive for Trump to tell Republicans not to make any border deals. He said, well, I could probably go through any number of things that Biden is saying that are also not constructive when he's on the trail, so I won't criticize President Trump. But bucking Trump, he said he'd supported passing the bipartisan border deal, which Senator James Lankford has been working on with Democrats. During yesterday's meeting, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who is no fan of Trump, was making the case that Republicans should agree to a border deal now, since the likelihood of Democrats potentially cutting a deal with Trump in the White House again would be highly unlikely. Republicans at that meeting also viewed footage of the late Senator John McCain making a warning about Russia's designs on Europe after Vladimir Putin ordered an invasion of Crimea in 2014. Uh, Tillis, who's an advocate of aid to Ukraine, told HuffPost there's a general consensus in the majority of our conference that we need to support Ukraine. Senator Say McConnell ended the conversation by saying, we are in a quandary. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Don's, Don's having a little trouble letting go of... Uh... Uh, Haley's showing in New Hampshire. He calls her a bird brain and she had a bad night. And he, he really is just a sore winner. It's just a bad scene. Just a bad scene. He's, he's six years old. Yeah. No tact. He, he did say yesterday that anybody who contributes to her campaign will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. Right. So, well, what that's worth. And I, they, I, and like I, you said, called her which, which I doubt is even true. He's never going to turn down any money. <laughs> but on the on the border issue, it, it's if that's true, it's pretty indefensible. But this is the administration that was opposed to what they're trying to enact currently. Correct? They yeah. no, they have they have a deal apparently. The Republicans. I'm saying initially. I, I guess I, what I'm saying is initially they were completely against. Yeah, they had. A, they now have a different deal. In Correct. other words, they okay. were against the first deal. Now they have a deal, but uh, apparently it's not going to go through uh, yeah. for all those all those reasons we've just talked about. That's great. Politics next door to us, Representative Kelly Armstrong from North Dakota announced he's not seeking re-election because he wants to run for governor. Uh, we didn't talk about it this week, but Governor Doug Burgum decided not to run for a third term. Burgum, of course, remember, got into the presidential race briefly. Uh, Armstrong emphasized his advocacy for former President Trump and his desire to come back and live in the state of North Dakota. His departure adds to the growing list of Republican departures from Congress, potentially impacting Speaker Mike Johnson's efforts to recruit candidates for upcoming elections. Uh, he said, Armstrong, the short answer is I want to get home and start working. I miss people. I miss my friends. I miss my neighbors. And I miss being in North Dakota. I really do. Is he fighting? Yes, they fight for okay. us. Okay. Fight for North Dakota. Yeah. A scene right out of a television show or a movie, six people found dead in a remote area of the Mojave Desert in Southern California. The scene was reportedly so grisly, several local TV stations were forced to blur out images captured by their helicopter cameras. 
Five of the bodies found by deputies from the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office Tuesday evening at a dirt crossroads outside the community of El Mirage. The sixth was found Wednesday morning. Uh, the uh, Sheriff's Office said the investigations into the incident are continuing and that authorities have yet to determine how the people had died. TV crews arriving reported seeing two vehicles at the scene, overhead footage showing a dark blue SUV with a passenger window blown out, another door open with part of an image blurred. Members of the Department's Specialized Investigations Division were brought in to conduct a homicide investigation, according to an email from the Sheriff's spokesperson. This is right out of No Country for Old Men. Yeah. This is uh, eerie. I thought it was more Kill Bill. Well, that or Better Call Saul. There's a lot of stuff to cover this. Yeah, I was going to go with the Winslow book I just read. Yeah, Winslow Winslow stuff, yeah. A musician death, Melanie, the husky-voiced singer and songwriter who was one of the surprise stars of the Woodstock Music Festival in 1969, later had a number one single and numerous top 40 hits, died. She was 76 years old. No cause of death given. She was born Melanie Safka in 1947, only 22 when she played at Woodstock. Her biggest hit was Brand New Key. That one hit number one, and it was banned by some radio station because some people uh, thought it was sexual innuendo. I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. She acknowledged, yeah, maybe the words could be interpreted that way, but insisted that was not her intention when she wrote it. Well, that no. never occurred to me. Really? See, I, no. I always thought that maybe it just says something no. about the two of us. If My I put on is... roller skates, all I want to do is roller skates. That's right. I'm skating. <laughs> so you put the key in the lock, Jody. Do you get it? No, did you I guys don't. have any Melanie albums? But I did not. I actually have her greatest hits. Yes, my uh, she, mom had one that I listened well, to when I'm I was a kid. Better all the time. Mela- one. No, you're wrong. Melanie also. No, hit, she, John, she wasn't any good. Melanie also kidding? hit the top ten with her first big single in 1970, "Lay Down." Candles in the Rain, a fine, fine song, which hit number six Lay on the charts. Down, Sally, no, no, that's that's Eric Clapton. She would also hit the top 44 other times through 1973 with Peace Will Come, Nickel Song, Ring the Living Bell, and Bitter Bad. I saw a video of the Queen meeting Brian May. I saw that. Eric Clapton. Yeah. Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck. And she had no earthly idea <laughs> who any of them were. <laughs> And they all had to introduce themselves to her, and they were all polite and very civil, and they were dressed up. And the My deal. favorite photo involving the Queen that's been making the rounds on social lately is the Queen meeting Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And they were the same, same age. age. Yeah. Same wow. age. Who yeah. was better looking? Uh, the, queen was a, the Queen was not an unattractive woman. Yeah, that's in true. Her, in her day. Noted. Once you get over those British teeth, you're all right. She had the good choppers. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, there was a feud, you know, between Brian May and Eric Clapton briefly. Well, how uh, could there be? What what would they be arguing? Well, about? Brian May and Eddie Van Halen did a tribute to Clapton. Oh, and it wasn't. They thought it was bluesy, but it wasn't bluesy at all. It was, and oh. Clapton Clapton said, "Yeah, it's that's that's not very good. Why why did they do that?" And dedicated what was it, to me. What was the album called? Um, something uh, Project Starfleet I, Project. There's some. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what it was, but it was May and Eddie Van Halen. Uh, and uh, and Brian May, to his credit, when he heard what Clapton said, he just said, "Well, I you know I, I wish he liked it." He said, I, "I grew up loving Eric, and I'll always love Eric, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. He was very gracious, in other words, about the whole thing. Well, that's very nice. Yes. <laughs>
I fell asleep for a second there. What are you guys talking well, about? You guys never want to hear interesting stuff, you know. <laughs> Taxes oh, and police no. and you know, I don't care. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, perplexed because I'm seeing courtesy of Alpha News right now. Were we aware of this? Right now we're discussing on the House floor. Uh, th there's a hearing right now about legalizing assisted suicide in the state? Yep. Yeah, you get them at the beginning with abortion. You get them at the end by letting them kill them. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. You have a lifespan of about 30 good years, and we'll get rid of it. Time to put old. Uh, that's right. Huh. They're, the, the session. They're not even in session, and they're having this hearing. Yeah, that'll that be law time. by the end of this uh, current session. How about you when you no longer have a say in the matter? No, no, it's time to put dad down. Yeah. You know that uh, Norm Coleman, who's doing just fine right now, at one point a few years ago was told to go home and die because yeah. it's over. Yeah. yeah, and he's healthy and fine and hearty and hale. He's right bought now. a place in Florida. I hope he has an extra room. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you're going to get the CP to stay with you there. Oh no, she likes Normie. Oh, does she? Yeah. All right. Hey, Speaking. King Bay, how are you? You're good for St. Paul. <laughs> You're good for St. Paul. Speaking of he was Florida. Rookie, you know, for 10 years after, Kenny. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, He's a likable fella. Yep. Full of BS, but a great guy. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, Alvin Lee, a fine guitar player, speaking of 10 years after. I, if, know, I know who he is, John. Do you? Yeah. Okay, just checking. In Florida, colder than normal temps have had a major impact on certain animal species. We have this story uh, every year about this time. Uh, this weekend, several weather forecasters issued unofficial warnings about falling iguanas. I think we've well, yeah, we get oh, that yeah. every year. Yeah. Get that the, every year. The iguanas struggle to maintain their core body temps when it gets chilly in Florida. When temps drop and sustained a near freezing or below, non-native green iguanas can temporarily go into a state of torpor that's tough to say where there is temporarily a loss of muscle control according to lisa thompson of the florida fish and wildlife conservation commission essentially the iguanas are experiencing paralysis which results in them turning into small statues if they're on the ground or if they're in trees they will fall to the ground from trees it doesn't just happen to iguanas it happens to sea turtles too but of course you don't see them because they're on the ocean floor while the falling iguana phenomenon isn't new, it's being talked about more this year because of social media. Sure. Oh, you know what happens to the gators, don't you, John? If, they, if, they're, if their pond that they're in ice is over, they just they kind of lay on top. They're half submerged with their mouths open until it melts again. Huh. huh. Yeah. Mitchell of Omaha's Wait, wild no. kingdom. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. Because they're not, in ice, they're not in places where the, the... You can get a pond ice over once in a while in Florida or Alabama or whatever. Once in a blue moon? Sure. Okay. I know my gators, okay? Okay. okay. I hey, watched Soup Dog do his... Uh, uh, he, nature? Nature commentary? Uh, nature commentary oh, on gators funny. and mongoose. Mongo that might have been one of the funniest things what I've ever is seen. These what is these mongooses? What is these mongooses? Uh, by oh, the way... The Florida, whatever they are, Wildlife Conservation Service says, if you uh, run into a stunned iguana, don't take it home to thaw out because no. they can become quite defensive That's once right. they wake up, if they see, uh, right. suddenly see a human standing So there. can I. John, yeah. thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that uh, today's only, what's today, Thursday? You yeah. may. So yes, today sir. and tomorrow, still go on the Minnesota Golf Show site, use the promo code GL, and get a five-buck ticket. That's right. For the golf show, which is Feb 9 through the 11. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
at the Minneapolis Convention Center. We'll be there Feb 9 and uh, get the five buck ticket. You can use it any day you want. And they're available right now if you go to, uh, if you go to, uh, what is it? You go to Min the Store. Where in the hell is it? Min Golf. Min Golf Show. <laughs> oh, but why doesn't this happen on here? I I believe it's uh, you go to the website. Oh, God. Yeah, but where Min Golf Show? MinnesotaGolf.com. Oh, Minnesota God golf. bless it. Why isn't it on here? Is there another sheet? There, there? might be a second sheet, Joe. That'd be my guess. <laughs> well, I don't have it. So go to mingolf.com. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right at all. I don't, I don't, think think so. I don't know, man. How about no. mngolfshow.com? That's what I meant. Right. Look, you can see videos. Everyone's got their GL bags. We're going to see you Feb 9 through 11. And tickets for GLs are just five bucks. Mingolf. With the, with the promo code GL. Is that M-I-N-N? Oh, here it is right here. MNGolfShow.com. That's right. MNGolfShow.com. It's you load up on uh, apparel and golf balls and gloves. You get lessons from the pros. You can take a chance on sinking a $100,000 putt. What are you sinking about? You guys are going to be there too, right? And so are you. And that's Feb 9. We'll be there at noon to do our show from the golf show at the convention center. I volunteered to interview Emma Carpenter, the 2024 Minnesota Golf Association ambassador. All right. Oh, yeah, and that's, the and then get your tickets at mngolfshow.com. I see. Thank you. She's probably half my age. The real show there is when Joe tries to con his way into the preferred parking in the back there. <laughs> it's never been a problem. Yeah, I'm really something in that town. No, it had nothing to do with that, you moron. Have you heard of me? No, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I've never done it. I'm always riding with Rook. Right. And I do it. You know who he is? Yeah. <laughs> uh. You know what Fred Aloni told me the other day? No. At the convention. Did you guys know there's a bar at the convention center? I did not yeah. know that. And they serve food and all sorts of stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was the rollout bar that they have next well, to Well, uh, his girls play in a national volleyball tournament there every year. I think that's what he said. He goes, yeah, you can order a flatbread pizza and have a pint. Didn't really? I didn't know that. I uh, where, where would it be? It's up above, apparently, huh. in the road. There's a chance that uh, I might not. There's a, I have a, a, something else that I have. Uh-huh. That I might be busy. Uh-huh. Let's go here. Who's got something left? Nobody. Let's go. Who's going to top that MN Golf Show read? <laughs> Nobody. Jesus, Joe. <laughs> Are you like learning disabled or something? Yeah, yeah, learning red. disabled. Yeah. You ready, Joe? Yes. Okay. LD. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I have good news. To me, it's good news. I'm a car guy. What do you got? Toyota chairman, Akio Toyota, and he spells his name with a D, unlike the car with a T. Okay. Akio Toyota predicts battery electric vehicles will only ever capture 30% of the car market. Hybrids, hydrogen fuel cell, and gas-powered combustion engines will take the rest, he said during a press conference in Japan this month. Customers want choices. He's the grandson of Toyota's founders. 
But uh, there's a billion people in the world, and they don't all have access to electricity, he said. Uh, Toyota, who was CEO from 2009 to 2023, emphasized Toyota is making various types of cars to suit the needs of different customers. He pointed out that outspoken advocates of battery-only electric cars, potentially hinting at the likes of Tesla, have an all-or-nothing strategy, whereas Toyota has its eggs in multiple baskets. Hmm. They're not giving up on the old Basket. small block. Yeah, I learned so that from smart. the hatchery. Huh? Uh, he hit he hit back at claims that Toyota is lagging in battery EV production, citing its uh, broader successes and legacy of developing hybrid vehicles. Weren't they the first in the market with the uh, Prius? Prius? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to the introduction of hybrids in Japan 20 to 30 years ago, Japan is the only developed country to have reached CO2 emissions by 23%, he said. I, I, uh, I'm cheering for this fellow. I, I, uh, we have a Toyota, now that I think about it. Never owned one before. We have one now. Hmm. And it's a gas one. Uh, I don't drive it. Okay. It's, it's the CP's unit. Uh, earlier this month, Toyota, the guy with a D, also announced that the company was in the process of developing new combustion engines. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's I like, good. He's not, you know what, he was not... Bo bowed. What's it? he was not bowed. Bowed by the governments of the by world. By pressure, right? He just said, "The hell with you. We're uh, we make cars. We know what we're doing, and we'll do it this way." And I wish Ford and Chevy and Chrysler would have had the same spine. It needs to be credit. Yes, somebody needs to give the finger to the government. That was a bit of good news on a positive Thursday. I have a little bit more. I was going to warn you about this off the air, yeah. but it's a continuation of our discussion yesterday about natural gas. Yes. U.S. natural gas production notched new highs in December, pushing down prices for the heating fuel despite the frigid start to 2024. The flood of gas, along with forecasts for unusually warm weather in the coming weeks, has knocked natural gas prices down by roughly 30% since the start of the season in October. That's fantastic. That's fantastic you know what news. That gets, that gets the, uh, well, we used to have a ray of hope on here. I have no Here's idea where that, here it is. Ray's ray of hope. Oh, that's Ray Charles. That's not the ray It's a different ray. Yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans who are uh, bivouacked right now. At Lake Las Vegas, Nevada, it's uh, it's this day in Minnesota history. It's only because it comes from them. Got it. On this day. January 25th. In 1867, St. Paul's Mansion House Hotel burned to the ground after a fire started in the kitchen, and there was a delay in getting enough hose for a steam fire engine. The circumstances strongly point to incendiarism as the cause remarks the St. Paul pioneer, noting that a fire set in the same place nearly destroyed the hotel in the fall of 1865. Hmm. On this day, one, two, five. In 1886, a six-day bicycle race began at the Washington Avenue rink in Minneapolis with some of the best-known professional male bicyclists in the country competing for prizes of a medal sponsored by the Minneapolis Tribune and emblematic of the long distance championship of America and an elegant suit of clothes, which will be presented by Oscar the tailor. 
Held within the rink, the race was also an endurance test for each participant who pedaled his high-wheel bicycle with a big front wheel and a small rear wheel around the track for the largest score of miles covered. Hmm. The winter on January 30 was a dark horse named Albert Shock of Chicago with 923 miles and five laps. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> on this day... In 1915, Clay School served the first penny luncheon in Minneapolis, a financial and dietetic experiment by the Women's Club of Minneapolis and the Parents and Teachers Association. For two cents each, students purchased a meal of creamed rice with raisins, oh, bread, and God. cocoa, <laughs> a more wholesome repast than many oh. of the youngsters have been <laughs> buying. It's too bad the food fraud people oh. weren't around then. They could have fed these right. kids. <laughs> uh, that it's better than this, what they've been buying in confectionery stores in the neighborhood. If the luncheons prove successful, the Minneapolis Journal noted, the school board will be asked to authorize their establishment in a number of other public schools. So the government yeah. believing they had to feed kids, that goes <clears throat> back to at least 1915. Hmm. But you often talk about how in photographs, old photographs, everybody's skinny. Yep. Well, that's why. Heck, they ate rice what is with that? raisins. Cream, cream of corn or something? Creamed rice with raisins? Oh, my God. If you ate raw uh, rice, you know, just the rice that comes out of the box, yeah. and you didn't cook it, yeah. and if you ate that and then drank glasses of water, would you, would the rice? <laughs> yes. Would the rice explode? <laughs> yeah. It, it would, it would um, expand is what I'm saying. I the same thing with uh, instant mashed potatoes. You dump it out of the box right into your mouth. <laughs> And then take some water. That's right. And then you got mashed potatoes in your belly. You know, I, I was told that if you ate a pumpkin seed, too, as a kid, yeah. yes. it would, uh, and watermelon seeds, it would grow a giant pumpkin. And wasn't there watermelon. something about going, with this day there, there was something about going blind and hair on your palms, too. What on was that one? Day. I think that one was. Uh, on this what? day. One, two, after, after swimming. In 1983, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit in Chicago ruled that Minnesota Ojibwe, including the Mille Lacs Band, retain the hunting, fishing, and gathering rights guaranteed by 19th century treaties with the federal government. And that, con so. that concludes this day in history. Thank you. Thank you, GLers. Uh, let me see what's yeah. in the old. What do you got? Promos. Promo book. Let's go to the promos. Uh, if you can't get enough of Garage Logic, well, you should join the thousands of GLers who have found us on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Garage Logic Podcasts and subscribe for near daily content, including behind the scenes content, full segments, and video shorts. That's Garage Logic Podcast on YouTube and the Daily Logician. Yeah, I've read that. It's one great way to stay up to date on GL. The Daily Logician is a daily email sent right to your inbox with the latest news and notes from Garage Logic. Sign up right now at garagelogic.com. Yeah, you'll see it there right on that homepage. Hell yeah. What's up, John? What's the name of that lake that's south that is the best kept secret in the state of Minnesota? It's Legion? Starts with a W. What? Uh, Winnipegosh. No. 
You ready, Reavers? Oh, yeah. Um, hang on a second. Is it a big one? Yeah. It's very popular with Minnesotans in that area. Not a lot of big ones. But it's down not there. like a gull lake. It's water, not Watertown. It's Waterville? No. Damn it. Uh, Swan? No. I'll know it when I hear it. Middle? No. Is it Mankato? It's south Madison of the Lake. No. What's your That's point of asking? I'm trying to remember it. Why? Uh, Eliason? No, Elysian. Elysian? No. Waterville? White Bear. No, White Bear's too far north. Cannon, German? Cannon Lake. Jefferson? What are state troopers to do? Swede? Yep. Puss? Capitalize state trooper? Puss. No. Okay. Dora? Wheat. Wheatland? No. Infection? What okay. are state troopers to do? When faced with a driver who yep. will not comply with their instructions. Pepin. Yes. Pepin? Excuse me. No. <laughs> Malax. Yes. I knew it. Okay. Leach. Uh, Toyota Motor Company. Comma. Yep. God bless them. Comma. Yep. Does not believe that electric cars will ever catch on. Okay. John Height. I know him. Johnny, don't forget to send me new stories. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Right now. All right, I got to go pound something out. Hey now. <laughs> Best of luck. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. I, your hands. I have to write. You're feeding the geese all night long. Jesus. <laughs> Takes a lot longer at this age, huh? Yeah. A lot, lot of prep time. Oh. You know, everyone that belongs to the council realizes what children we are. <laughs> Got to light the candles. Get off warm. the robe. Yeah. <laughs> Lotion. Warm up the lotion. Well, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> you're You're the, on the council. <laughs> oh. Were we going to start early one of these days? I don't know. Matthew, cool. weren't you saying something about that? Oh, in my absence? That was oh. no, that was on the Friday. We, oh. we didn't have to. I, I did that interview already. We we worked around it. I see. Are you going to work with Reavers now? I'm thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. I've done what I can do. Here he is. See? There you go. Um... Okay, Chris, I just said him. Thanks, John. It's the top gear now where um, they go from northern Canada to the North Pole. And uh, the little one, Richard Hammond, has to go on a dog sled. And Jeremy and James take a Toyota truck. Did you ever watch Top Gear, John? I did all the time, actually. 
there's a channel on uh, one of the free. Uh, That's what I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. That it's on. I mean, it's on Roku. It's, it's all top channel or top channel, yep. top gear. Yeah. And they've been playing the new top gears, which I find really irritating. But now we're doing a marathon of the originals. Hmm. And it's so much better. Yeah. I watched the new one a couple of times. I didn't really, I didn't continue. <laughs> I didn't want to mention this while we were doing the show. And I, but <clears throat> was that what Moon's life expectancy was supposed to be? I no, think he, he outlived it. He got it. he got sick around Christmas time, and he just couldn't get over. Uh, is what I was told. He couldn't. Oh, um, it, it, he just kind of his health failed him. That's too bad. So I don't know if it was as a result of MS or just complications. Well, isn't that basically what MS is? It's not you don't die from the MS, but it it <clears throat> zaps your. Well, I might be speaking completely out of my rear end, but I don't know. But I know he had, you know, he couldn't get around and stuff like that. Because isn't it always complications due to MS or whatever? I suppose that's what they'll officially say. God, they're jumping into water. Oh. <clears throat> I would never do that in a million years. Oh my God. Oh my God. That would give me a heart attack. You can't do that to a person. I think I'm having one right now. <laughs> don't have a heart attack, Kenny. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to have just one. watching a guy jump into through a frozen hole in the Yeah, I can't do that either. And these people that do it <clears throat> where they go from either a sauna or a hot tub into cold water, why would you wreck such a good thing? <laughs> you hey, know what I mean? It's supposed to be good for you. Open your pores and all that stuff. Yeah, well, sore vegetables. You ain't having those either. I like vegetables. I ain't eating no green beans. Oh, Ooh, green beans. I like green beans. Come French on. Green beans with pepper and butter. Oh, my God. What oh. is wrong with you? Love okay, and spam. And spam. <laughs> Cut in some spam. Right. <laughs> that is really driving me nuts, whatever lake that is. It's a very popular... Lake. Guarantee what? What area? It's south. Thank you. South. Well, that, south, south of the Twin Chris. Cities. That doesn't. Prior Lake, it's Spring prior. Lake. It's it's Is like it? around that area. Oh, so it's that close. I was thinking it was Watertown, but it's not. Watertown's not south of here. <laughs> it's west. Well, I'm thinking then. It's the name though. Cannon. Oh, the Cannon River's great. French. Damn it. Shields. And the people, the locals don't like to talk about it because it's the best kept secret. Mazeka. Yes. Huh? Mazeppa. No. no, it's not them. No, not. There's no peas. Oh. It's by Shieldsville. I've never heard of Shields. Shieldsville. Nick used to live. My brother used to live there. It's right by Fairwell. I guarantee there? you're thinking of Lake Elysian. Union. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, are we seriously going to rain man this MFR? I am right now. Uh, Swan Lake? No. Clear. Murky. Murky. Eagle There's Lake. There's a town named St. Patrick. Yep. St. Patrick. Ah. Just, just outside of New Prague. 
Got a good ball club. Oh, Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club. Fountain Lake? No. We used to go there for a brunch after church when I Cottonwood. Spring Lake. Lake Washington. Wasika. Wasika doesn't have a lake. Doesn't it? No. <laughs> you Are you thinking seen? of Lake Washington? You're thinking of Lake Washington. I don't think so. Seven best lakes in southern Minnesota. Gonna, I know. I've been looking at all that stuff, and none of them. Not Washington. Okay. Let's cut to the why. Can you, Just can you answer me a question? Yeah. I got it. Why now. is Lower Prior Lake north of Upper Prior Lake? Really? Because the map was upside down when they printed it. <laughs> all right, Reeves. Do you know that there is one piece of of non-residential property on Prior Lake. And that is Charlie's on Prior, where we did the garage door. Charlie's is a great place. That place is Excuse me. I do like that. Harmon Killebrew used to live on Prior Lake. Really? His daughter went to uh, Prior Lake High School. And how do you know that? I used to live in Spring Lake, which was the lake south of Upper Prior Lake, Upper Prior Lake being south of Lower Prior Lake. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with the Prior Lake? The Lakers. How about Rook? How about is Friday's a little more fluid for you? <laughs> Christmas Lake. He doesn't have his headphones. He, yeah, he's gone now. I quit oh, looking he when, he, when he got stood uh, up. I quit looking. Let turn the map <laughs> off then. It's either Lake Washington or Lake Elysian. I know damn well that's what you're thinking of. He doesn't know Lake where Lake, he is. Has their places on Madison Lake is is awesome too. Madison Lake and Lake Elysian are both really nice. Madison Lake is just outside of Mankato. And that's in southern Minnesota. Damn. All right, I'm going to get back to the airport. And southern Minnesota's home for classic rock is Power 96. Power 96. That moron forgot his water. He takes about two sips out of it. I was parched. All right. Well, Rashad Turner and Tim Christopher I, us, uh, I I saw that. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. They're on the other side. Well, it would be interesting to talk to them. I think that would make uh, for interesting uh, discussion. Agreed. Because with Tim, there won't be any yelling or backstabbing or name calling. And uh, it'd be, I, I think. It'd, Fun to hear their point of view. Who's the other guy you mentioned? Rashad Turner. Remember, he was the teacher in St. Paul who got in an argument with the school folks, said uh, black kids weren't being taught correctly, and they were, you know, escaping punishment that they shouldn't have. We talked about him a lot. I think, didn't Joe have him on once? I think. Yeah. He called in. Yeah. And Aaron Benner is the other guy. Oh, Aaron. You know what? I'm thinking Aaron Benner. You're right, Rook. That's my fault. Okay, Earl. <laughs> All right, I'll see you, bros, then. See you, Rookster. All right, so, Rook, then what you do is you sell. You guys yeah. go ahead and talk about baseball or some stupid thing.